I know that the guy that played C-3PO did like all of the movies. Even oh, yeah? The same, same thin guy just did all of them from the oh, beginning gosh. to the end, that, which I think is impressive because, I mean, Carrie Fisher couldn't even make it through all of them. You know <laughs> what I mean? Carrie Fisher like, hardly made it through the third one. <laughs> I mean, you know, Harrison Ford was in, you know, whatever the ones he was in, but he was clearly a different guy, right? Well, yeah, but he Young wasn't guy, underneath a um, metal suit. Yeah, but like, I'm just saying... Clearly, C-3PO didn't remain 30 years old. I, right, but I'm just saying I don't have the body that I had when Star Wars 1 came out, you know? Well, it, no, he, you were four. <laughs> <laughs> If hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you to my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the whiskey, tequila Friday show. Now, if hanging out and drinking, there's just one place to go. It's time for the whiskey, tequila Friday show. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to all of you out there, and welcome to another episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays, our podcast where we drink a little whiskey, drink a little tequila, we educate, we libate. And we try to have a little fun. We're so, going to have a lot of fun. All right. So my name is Matt. I am the whiskey fan. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter. And with me is my tequila compadre, Drew. How are you doing today? Man, I am fantastic. What do we have in store for the listeners today? I think this is a really special day. We've got an old school Chinaco. Chinico, not exactly. I'm, I'm hearing it pronounced both ways, so yeah. I'm not sure. Yep, we're hearing it goes both ways. <laughs> See, this is typically <laughs> where we'd go off on a tangent, and then I would say, I better cut that. So see, we just won't go on yeah. a tangent. All right. So old school, Fielding and Jones imported, Chinaco, Chinico. It's a, it's a bottle that you can't find anymore. Every yeah, this isn't this is an old bottle that is no longer being produced. You can find that brand, you can find but the brand. you can't find the bottle that we're drinking. Correct. Maybe every once in a while when you do a little hunting, you find an old dusty one. Yeah. But this is definitely a treasure. Yeah. And we're going to find out why it's special. Yeah, we'll you know, we'll let you later on. we'll let you geek into it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to geek into it. I'm not going to geek out on it. I'm going to geek into it. Well, my bottle is also kind of unique, kind of rare. It is available still. It's on the shelf at Molloy's. This is a Starward single barrel Australian whiskey. Ooh. So I thought we would jazz it up a little bit with something unique because you definitely have a unique bottle of tequila for us today. Yes. So I wanted to give us something that we haven't tasted before. We This is not bourbon. This is not rye. This is not even single malt. Mm. This is a wheat whiskey. So okay. we're going to get into it. And we've poured ourselves a nice hefty pour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that's okay because we have to sip. We have to geek out. And then we have to quick sip. Right. Right. But... 
for those that are new, for those of you just tuning in, we will talk a little bit about the whiskey. We're going to taste it. We're going to offer some opinions. Then we're going to dive right into the tequila. Again, we're going to geek out a little bit, little story, little tasting, little opinion. And then we might do some back and forth, some tasting. I don't think we have room for cocktails today, but let's face it, these drinks are unique enough that we're not going to waste them in a cocktail. Yeah, I feel like it would be silly to find a bottle that might be approaching 20 years old and then mix it in a cocktail. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, no. no, no. Save that for your your bottom shelfers, for your budget your budget or, spirits. Or just something you can find every day. Yeah. Even if it's not budget. Yeah. You're not, you know, we're, you not, can, we're not trying to water down a unicorn. No, no. You can make a cocktail with a good spirit. Yeah, sure. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right. So, let's get into it. My whiskey, the Starward. Um, I love that my bottle is signed by the owner himself. I love that. I love it. He came yeah. to Malloy's and did a quick little seminar it was really interesting to hear him talk about the different aspects of what a distillery is like in Australia versus, you know, a lot of other places. You know, obviously we know how hot it can get down there. Yes. And whiskey can age much faster in those hotter climates. Right. Like Texas, right? Right. You've Texas, mentioned this before. Texas, yeah. you might not age more than two years because it's so hot. It's, well, it's going to look like uh, tar, right? <laughs> yeah. And there won't be anything left in the barrel because sure. it, it gets so hot in those warehouses. And two or three years can sometimes be the equivalent of four to six years in Kentucky. Got it. Getting back to Starward, this special barrel here, this is a wheat whiskey, 100% wheat grain, aged in French red wine, which is actually sherry. Okay. We found out it was uh, the Pedro Jimenez sherry, and it was aged for seven years in this French red wine barrel. In Australia. In Australia. Hotter than Texas, for the record. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so this is very unique in that it's it's not going to taste anything like the bourbons that made from corn. Mm-hmm. The ryes that are made from rye grain, even the single malts that are made from barley. This particular bottle, this is 100% wheat. 100% wheat. Now, sometimes when we have a weeded bourbon, yeah, I feel like all I taste is wheat. As opposed to like a rye mash bourbon yeah. where you can get some spice. Sometimes the wheat does stand out. Now, the ones that you've tasted are, are a little more on the craft side. Okay. You know, I, I would say that... Maybe trying to highlight the wheat, even? Yeah, or it comes out because of of the type of wheat that they're using. You know, they're okay. using okay. much more crafted, um, expensive wheat. So even though this is 100% wheat, it's not like you're tasting shredded... Remember the old <laughs> shredded wheat cereal? How terrible yes. that was? Yeah. Like, it's not like shredded wheat. The yeah. fact that they made it frosted and then had a box that was unfrosted... Oh. Who would buy the unfrosted version? And what like, was up with that? that why one, would you? That gigantic, like <laughs> rolled wheat, like I want to say puck, yeah. but it wasn't. It was still no, like, like a rectangle, like a, like a log. Yeah, it was a rolled wheat we, log. We aren't even going to chop it up. We're, we're going to make you chop it up inside right. your bowl. Yeah, I why know. Why would anybody eat that? And yet people did. 
Anyway, yeah, awful. Right. So, so the fact that this is aged solely in the red wine barrels also is a little bit different than, say, bourbon, which is usually a finished bourbon has to be aged in new charred oak barrels for a certain amount of time. And like in Kentucky, to be straight, it's four years. And then they take it out of that barrel and they'll put it in a secondary barrel, whether that be red wine or sherry or something else. Gotcha. To get that finishing kind of flavor. Gotcha. Right? This one went straight into those Pedro Jimenez sherry butts or barrels and was aged for seven years. The great thing about this is that it just explodes with tropical fruit notes and some chocolate notes that both you and I have been able to pick out. And Mm -hmm. I think I've spoken and blabbed enough (laughs) about this. We need to start drinking. I think we should. All right. Cheers. Cheers. So it's definitely hot. It is. I mean, coming in at 115.6 proof, that's the thing with a lot of single barrels, is that you're going to get barrel-proof expressions. So once you can kind of acclimate to that heat, the nose, for me, tropical fruits right away. Nothing specific, just a really nice tropical nose. Mm -hmm. But you definitely got that little, little hint of, this is going to punch you. This is going to be, you know, some ethanol, right? But then on the palate, all I taste, in, in, in a good way, is just like pineapples and yes. chocolate. I just love how it just comes pineapples. out. Like, it makes me think of bananas. Okay. Yeah. Like, but, a tr- like a tropical banana, like not just on your kitchen table first thing in the morning. Like this makes me feel like I'm on the beach, right? I'm in the cabana. I'm with you. You know? I got the umbrella drink in my hand. Mm-hmm. That's where I get this. And if it's a banana flavor, do you have a cabana boy? <laughs> I don't. Someone know. fanning you. This is all I want to know. Yeah, that just seems weird. All right, I fair don't, enough. Yeah, no. Suit yourself. Yeah. Do you want a cabana boy? I want to be fanned. <laughs> but you know, and my wife sure as hell's not going to yeah, do right. it. Whatever that. Whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes. All right. So yeah. I you know I think this is really unique. It it goes beyond a lot of the other whiskeys that I've tasted, mm-hmm. and quite frankly, it makes me want to dive into because I've I've always kind of avoided the Bernheim and the wheat whiskey that Woodford Reserve makes, but this makes me want to dabble a little more into the wheat whiskey world because okay. I, I think it's I think it's phenomenal. Well, I think we should take another sip. Because I, I almost feel like, too, like, I mean, this bottle has been open for a while. Yeah, she's almost gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I almost feel like we're not giving it its justice. We're not giving it its due here. This is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Like, if this delicious. is the first time we were drinking this, we would be out of our minds talking about how great this is. Give it another sip. Let's go crazy here. I mean, I've never tasted... Anything like this. It's unique. Yeah, definitely. Now, did you get what I would describe as approaching a tannic note that didn't quite get fully tannic? Mm. Like sometimes a really dry red wine can be super tannic, almost like, you know, like you feel your mouth just sticking to your teeth and... 
you almost have to go in for another sip or drink some water because you're like, whoa, that was dry. I feel like it approaches that, but then the sweetness rolls in, the alcohol helps, the alcohol seems to kind of almost distract my my tannic sensors, if you will, to kind of be like, you know, hey, smack me in the face. It's not tannic. It's not tannic, you know. (laughs) But so there is a little bit of like date or fig, um, but it's it's subtle. It's not quite to the extent of other sherried scotches that I've tried, but I really like this whiskey. Yeah, I feel like there was there. And I guess I thought it was the heat at first, but there is a little bit of a drying mid palate. On this one? Yeah. Yeah. I would say that it has both a drying and a mouth-watering effect. And then it comes back. Yeah. Mouth-watering. Little yeah. roller coaster there. Yep. I, I agree. I, I agree. agree with that. I don't know that I identified that as tannins, but, you know, I, I don't know that I have that yeah, kind no, of palate. We've, so. we've, we've come across some things where we definitely have noticed more of a drying effect. Sure. And, but this is, this is just a really, really tasty, and again... The word that comes out of my mind is just unique, right? This is just unique. One more sip. Please. Oh, wait, before you sip it, what are you getting on the nose right now? Because I feel like it's the raisins and the figs that came out. Yeah. Not so much the fruity... The pineapple, yeah. the tropical. Yes, with some time in the glass, we're getting a little more It's gotten of that, darker. The sticky date kind of note, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow, that's just really tasty. Would you make a cocktail with this? I don't even know where to begin. Like, I would want to maybe highlight the tropical notes, like with maybe like a curacao or an yeah. orange, an orange liqueur, an orange liqueur, maybe. I, something I would go citrus more Grand Marnier or, on that because okay. it's it's made with cognac versus. You know, our our normal go-to, the, the Cointreau. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's How much was this bottle? Did I don't know if you mentioned that or I not. I want to say it's in the 60 range. Yeah. You know, $60 bottle, single barrel, special find. Why are we making cocktails with it? Well, I don't know. I'm I just don't know that I would. I don't know that I would. It's a great... I've... Like you said, this bottle's almost empty. And yeah. I have... We have just sipped this bottle. Neat. I haven't even tried it on the rocks. I don't even know what that would do. But for me, neat, this thing is a rock star. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So any final thoughts before we I'm, move I'm, in? I'll tell you what I'm really excited about is, is when we start going back and forth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say it because I can tell <laughs> you don't have the hype horn queued up yet. <laughs> But let's... You're usually waiting for me. <laughs> I can tell when we're about to get... When you want to transition to the point where we're trying back and forth. Because you pick up your phone and you start queuing up the horn. And there's a little <laughs> glimmer in my eye. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You get all excited. <laughs> all right. So oh. let's move into the tequila. Yeah. So we have Chinaco. Chinaco. I'm, I'm hearing it pronounced both ways. Chinaco sounds better. Yeah. Chinaco sounds like banaca or like banaca, like yeah. the breath spray. Yeah. Is that- yeah. <laughs> I guess. And what was the guy's name on Die Hard? Was it 
Tanaka? Hans Gruber? No, no, no. No, no the, it was. The guy that owns the building. Tanaka. Wasn't it Tanaka? Tanaka, yeah. Tanaka building? Wasn't it Tanaka building or Tanaka Square? It was Nakatomi or, Towers. Nakatomi. Nakatomi. Where am I getting But there Tanaka? was a Tanaka. There was. Somewhere, yeah. right? Maybe the CEO was Tanaka. Yeah. So Chinico sounds better to me. Right. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Either way. <laughs> however, we're going to say it. This is one that has something of a storied past. I don't want to speak too soon, but but maybe coming back around to its roots. Oh, okay. I believe this is one of the first premium brands that gets imported to the U.S. by Denton and Smith. Robert Denton, Marilyn Smith, the first importers to really bring in quality tequila. Late 70s, early 80s, maybe early to mid 80s. Not exactly sure when. You and I are children. Yes. Yes. We're totally not yeah. in the tequila scene <laughs> at this point. And this is a time when all tequila, Mixto, it's Cuervo Gold, right? Steely Dan yeah. is singing about 19-year-old girls and Cuervo Gold. <laughs> this stuff starts getting imported, and the distiller at the time is a guy who we've mentioned before... Herman yeah. Gonzalez. Okay. And Herman Gonzalez eventually leaves to start T1 and eventually produces Tears of Yorona. Okay. Right? This is the $250, $270 bottle extra Añejo that everybody yeah. goes crazy over. Right. Always behind the glass case. Always behind yeah. the glass case. Always behind lock and key. If you're looking for one of these bottles where the master distiller was still Herman Gonzalez... If you can find these old teardrop bottles, and it sounds like they might be going back to kind of the teardrop shape, so mm. we might have to post a picture or something with this yeah, sure. along the way so people sure. understand. But if you can get a teardrop bottle and you can get anything Lot M or earlier, Lot M seems to be the theoretical end of Gonzalez's distilling run. Sort of that gray line. Yep. So... When you see, and you can also look on the back of the bottle and see who imported it. So if you get a Denton import, you're good to go. We are drinking a Fielding and Jones import, good to go. And then it moves to Prius, P-R-I-E-S-S, and that's where it becomes the crapshoot. Okay. So if you get a lot M um, or earlier... You're good. And our lot is? I think we are drinking an I. Lot I. That's correct. Yeah. And can I geek out about the Chicanos or the Chicanos? Okay. All right. I wish you would. We we did a little bit of research, and we love, I love the name, okay? So the Chinacos or Chinacos, it's a reference to the um, owners of large haciendas, during the 18th and 19th century, and they became legendary fighters who were tireless defenders of Mexico during the War of Reform in the 1850s and the French intervention in 1863. The Chinaco tequila founder, Guillermo Gonzalez, was the great-grandson of the leader of the Chinacos. The great-grandson of the leader. I think is fantastic. That is amazing. That he named... His tequila off of his great grandfather, who was the leader of the Chinicos. Of these fighters. 
That is amazing. You said the French... What was the French thing, 1863? The French intervention of 1863 and the War of Reform in the 1850s. Again, I don't think we're going to be releasing this anywhere around May 5th. But can we talk about Cinco de Mayo for a moment? Sure. So Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican St. Paddy's Day. Right. It's not necessarily a drinking holiday. It's not Mexican Independence Day. But that's what Americans can do, though. Right. Americans can make anything a drinking holiday. And, well, and to a point... Some of the tequila importers hyped up Cinco de Mayo as Mexican St. Patty's Day to sell more tequila one day a year. Why not? Why not? But that's the Battle of Puebla. And that's May 5th, 1862. And I'm just, you know, this is when Napoleon's troops, the best fighting force to date, is coming in, outnumbering the Mexican troops like 5 to 1, 10 to 1. Yeah, sure. And lose. And I'm going to say, just make a bold, uneducated statement that they lose to the Chinicos. Uh, you damn right. right? Great granddad <laughs> saved the day. That's right. And thank God, because little did he know, this is, this, you know, little did he know great grandson would create this fantastic tequila. And now we have talked enough crap. Yes. So let's be thankful that you and I are not speaking French. Because who <laughs> knows how day. far the empire could have gone if it would have... <laughs> it would have gone all the way. Yes, sir. <laughs> Salute. Salute. Wow. That is tasty. It is. So first of all, I feel like this is... I hate to use the word smooth. Right. But... You understand why people say smooth when you sip something like this. Oh, definitely. It is velvety in your mouth. Yes. Yeah, Not really nice. Not quite buttery or oily, but just... Really soft. I was going soft. to say that it's delicate where yep. it needs to be delicate, mm-hmm. and it is bold where it needs to be bold. Like, it's just the yes. right balance. Yeah. Because sometimes we taste tequilas that are just all about the delicate... Right. And then we'll taste tequilas that's just all about that velvety, buttery, or even bold side. Sure. But this one balances that out just the yeah. right. Yeah. You get that delicate honey sweetness mm-hmm. with that bold, just a kiss of bold spice that, yeah, this is, this is a yeah. hitter. And it's a slow finish. Even right. as we're talking, I, I feel like it's still changing. The nose, you get a little fruit, you get the little perfume, you get a little minerality on the nose. Yep. It, it seems so perfectly balanced. Very balanced. That's a good word, and yeah. It's, it's just a... There's other ones that we have tasted and that we've already recorded on and that we're going to release either previous to this or after this that we're just like, oh my gosh, all I can taste are the minerals or the olive or the brine, and, and we love it for that, and that's not this. It's not one thing. You took a second sip while I was talking. Just wait. You just hold on a minute. Well, I thought that if we would stagger our sipping and talking, there'd be less dead air. But Mm. perhaps what I was going to say was, and I think we said this in our little pre-recording drinking about an hour ago, that this is a great reposado to introduce to someone who might be a little turned away from the the punch of agave yes. in a Blanco. That if I'm going to reach for a Repo, 
that doesn't have a ton, an overwhelming amount of agave. Right. This one's got just the right balance of vanilla from the barrel, mm-hmm. spice from whatever it is, if it's the yeast or if it's the barrel. It's got a good balance where I'm still drinking tequila, but I'm not, like you said, I'm not a, not a ton of that petrichor or earth or right. mineral right. quality. This is just that right, and it's not too sweet either, not overly no, sweet. No, And we love, that we, in fact, tonight we tasted a pretty sweet tequila right. that we're going to have on a future episode. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, this is... But this one, this one is more balanced. I had kind of forgotten that, yeah, it's not... I always talk about having to smell it about three or four times to get past the agave. You don't have to do that with this one. Right, no, this is... And it also doesn't have, like, that overwhelmingly vanilla right. note that you get with some repos because it gets so much from the barrel that you almost lose. I I like the agave. I want a little bit of that. And I think you do yep. get some of that here. Yeah. I also get some whiskey notes that we talk about more with the whiskey, like leather. And some spice. Yes. And some spice. Yep. Definitely vanilla. There's a little funky note to it, too. Oh, yeah. Just That's a yeah. little. And I don't know if it's because... Of the age of this bottle, you know, oh, we tried right. to, we tried to kind of carbon date this. We tried to do some research on how old that bottle would be. You want to talk about the cork? That cork absolutely disintegrated <laughs> when I got the wrapper off. That that cork was not in a good way. It's only happened once to me, and when I did it, it was also on a bottle that I think was on the shelf for a really long time. But yeah, I, I watched you twist that and it just oh it just it no. just came off like like butter yeah it just right. crumbled right like butter on your cornbread maybe <laughs> um i feel like these teardrop bottles are more representative of the 90s so i'm gonna put this at like late 90s early 2000s bottle okay i don't know exactly where the cutoff is and he left the teardrop bottle to go make tears of Yorona. Well, so he went to make T1. Okay, the teardrop bottle. Just, I thought that was an interesting coincidence. Yeah, and the T1 is definitely a teardrop bottle. So again, this we would... all about tears. <laughs> tears of Yorona, teardrop bottles. I went in for a third sip. Yeah, how was it? With some time, I'm getting actually, like you said, some more whiskey notes. Like a butterscotch note, some toffee, toffee and butterscotch note. This has some good sweetness to it. It really does. And also, but still with the leathery, a a little leather in there. Just a touch, yes. And the funk is more on the nose. It doesn't translate. No, no, there really is no funk on the palate. Yeah, the, that leather though, just that little touch of leather. And again, like we said, this is not one for... Any kind of mixer or cocktail. This is just no. pour in your your champagne glass if you don't have a Riedel. Whatever you can pour that's fancy. We've mentioned whatever this. you can pour that's we should talk about drinkware. Yeah. If you're gonna spend and I, I don't even know how much this bottle would go for if you found it somewhere or what the secondary market sells it for. Right. I mean if you're gonna be buying sixty, eighty, hundred dollar bottles. Why would you not spend $7.50 to 
to get a decent Glencairn and a Riedel tequila. You know, the stemmed yes. Riedel that we're using now. It just seems silly. What, what are you going to drink this out of? Your Red Solo cup? No. <laughs> so I feel like we're getting around the time. Oh, it's that time, huh? What else are we going to talk about with this? I think you have thoroughly geeked out on this tequila. Have we covered enough? I, I, we've covered enough for me. Yeah. All right. So it's time for... It's time for our... You, I didn't even say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> now I'm just jumping the gun. <laughs> and what people don't understand is I don't know how long we've been recording. We still haven't either found one or even tried. No, we don't. No, it's we fine. We haven't even tried. It's fine. You are using a YouTube yep. hype horn. <laughs> we are going to do our trademarked quick sips. Quick sips are when we take a sip of one spirit, we don't rinse, we don't wait, we don't rest, we go right into the other spirit. Right. And see how the tequila changes the whiskey and how the whiskey changes the tequila. Yep. Let's go in, let's nose the tequila, let's taste the tequila, we'll move to the whiskey and see what we find out. Yes, sir. Salute. Yeah, I already know what you're going to say and I totally agree. That's hot. That was really a hot sip. Now, we did this once before, before recording, and it was really good. I don't know if... I didn't notice it being that hot the last time. Yeah. I, I got... We, or we got some butterscotch, some toffee notes, some really interesting things. Yeah, that this time, is like a butterscotch chocolate candy, but it got so hot at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really almost overwhelming. Almost the... The menthol-y effect of a mouthwash when it starts to hurt oh, wow. yeah. as, you're, as you're rinsing and you're rinsing and you're like, okay, when is the pain level so high that <laughs> yeah. I have to spit this right. out, right? right? We all get to that point, right? right. I, was, I was at that point where, holy cow, this is just... It was really hot. Should we do it again? Sure. I feel like something was wrong there. All right. Let's try it again. So here's what we're going to do. We're not cutting anything. We're just doing another quick sip. We're going to start with the tequila. We're going to move to the Starward 100% wheat whiskey. Yeah. Take two. Take two. Salute. Salute. That worked. That was better. And you and I made eye contact. We did the same thing. Much smaller sip of whiskey. I took a nice big mouthful of that glorious Reposado. Yes. And then I took just a tiny little sip of the whiskey. And I think proof-wise, it balanced out. The liquid in my mouth was double what it would have been with one versus the other. I really wanted you to do something there. But yeah, go ahead. Yes. Take it to dirty town all the time. <laughs> I yeah, so yes. Sticky date, toffee, yes. butterscotch, fig, all of it, all of it. A ton of butterscotch and chocolate. Yes. Yeah. Less on that pineapple note that I always get when I do it by itself. The fruit the fruit's gone. Yeah. This is just Candy butterscotch, yeah. candy chocolate. And it's delicious. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Now, this might inform the other way 
we got to make sure we sip small on the whiskey. And then a bigger gulp on the tequila. And then fill your mouth with the tequila. Mm, fill this your is mouth. The ch- <laughs> this is the Chinaco <laughs> Reposado. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> small sip of whiskey. We're going to take a big chug of the tequila. <laughs> the way you're saying it. I know. We're gonna take- I can't help it. I want to be like, yeah, put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. But I think, right. I, but you know, when we did this earlier, as we were tasting, yeah, you know, and we said, oh, yeah, we know this is going to kill it. it. Maybe this is the secret. Yeah, maybe we'll have to accommodate for proof. This is our proof of, yeah. like, adjusting for proof. So it's proof. proof times volume equals Oh, we'll get something. a formula. Yeah, we'll get a formula going. Yeah. yeah. It'll be a T-shirt. Trademark pending. Cheers. Cheers. I think we fixed it. Fixed it. That was delicious. Yes. So what did you get? So first of all, after sipping the whiskey, nosing the tequila, I got more of the smoke and the leather. Yes. I got oh, like oh, this. Oh, and also I got more of the fruit on the whiskey. Yes. You get the pineapple because there's nothing else impeding your palate. Right. So that pineapple is in your palate. Then when you move to the tequila, when I nosed it, I got a caramel and yep. a cola note. Oh, the cola like note. Like a little bit of like like a Coca-Cola okay. note. I was going to say and there was a sweetness and a smokiness for me. Okay. Yeah. I, I can totally buy into that. I can, I can get on board with that. And the agave was present for me. Which I love. I didn't get it as much on the nose, but I got it more on the on, on, the, on, the, on the palate, palate yes, yes. especially up front. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. Definitely tasting, you know, a good right. quality tequila. Right. Got more of the agave, but it was super sweet agave. Right. M- maybe even like approaching some marshmallow. Ooh, yeah. Or like yeah. toasted marshmallow, even, yes, and that might I be can, part of the whiskey yeah, smokiness yeah. that I was it was just yeah. carried over. Toasted caramel can mm-hmm. sometimes come off like a cola note. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we're vibing. I think we're all right. <laughs> I don't it, know what. The- <laughs> it was totally enjoyable. This might be a little discovery we made. Yes. That we need to adjust the volume yeah. to equalize the proof. For our listeners at home, if they're going to do their own at-home quick sips... <laughs> they, <laughs> I just snorted, I think. <laughs> if, if they're going to do this at home, take a bigger sip than usual of the tequila and a smaller sip of the higher-proof whiskey. If you're doing a high-proof whiskey, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Perfect... Pairing that could be the same amount of liquid would be like your standard 80 proof whiskey. Right. 80 proof bourbon with an 80 proof tequila. Yeah. Right. And it would be great to match like a like a still strength. Sure. Like a G4 still strength or a Fortaleza still strength. Where do they come at? Like 101 or so the G4 so, has a 108. 108. Fortaleza. What is the Fortaleza? Maybe 101? I think it's Tapatio one, has a 110. I think it's, yeah. And, so, and, and, and just so everybody knows, tequila has to be 110 or less. Off the still. Just, just to, no, not, not necessarily off the still, but to be bottled and called tequila. Okay. 
Gotcha. It's okay. got to be 110 or so less. So it doesn't have to be 80. It's 110 or less. 110 or less. Yeah. And in Mexico, I think it's bottled at like 78 or 76 okay. or something like that. Okay. Um, but most most of them are going to be 80. Yeah. So, but, so this has changed our hunting strategies. Oh. Because now when you come to me with a 110 Tapatio, yeah. I'm going to find you a 110 Pikesville. And so we're going to be able to do apples to apples. Did we just become best friends? Oh, I think so. <laughs> so yeah. a 101 tequila? Yeah. Wild turkey. 101. Oh, we can do it. We can just, rather than having to account for the liquid in our mouths, we just find the right proof of spirits. I'm not going right? to touch that either. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, in... No one else is enjoying this like you and I are right I now. Know. <laughs> right. This is there's all this unspoken <laughs> stuff that goes on between two guys who've known each other for damn near a decade. Maybe we'll have to YouTube this eventually. I don't know. What we'll the Cuz you say it. something we'll, and I look at you right? and you just keep going and you're just and you're nodding your head no. Like don't don't <laughs> jump in here. Yeah, we'll have to pay a camera crew though cuz I'm not going to Mess with the cameras. Yeah, I don't even know how that works. Yeah. I barely can edit GarageBand. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've done both ways, right? We've geeked out on them sufficiently. I think so. Have we gone off on a tangent? Do you want to go off on a tangent Dude. here? <laughs> do do a you plan- schedule do a you tangent? Plan- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I schedule a tangent. Um, even though I said we're not going to cut a whole lot, somehow we have recorded a whole discussion on cornbread and maybe a discussion on Star Wars. I'll have to see where yeah, we were. I don't know. I wasn't too hot on either one of those, but you, know, you enjoy the cornbread much more than me. I, I'm well, just I can't stating believe. a fact. Okay, I, so now we're back. <laughs> Let's just do this. Let's just do this. Explain to everybody how your family eats cornbread. All right, so this when, blows my fucking mind. <laughs> when I grew up, cornbread was consumed one way and one way only. Yeah. Cut in half, open face, butter on both sides, but, but not, not butter. butter. Country crock, country crock, margarine. Yeah. And then maple syrup. Maple syrup. Because it was basically poor man's pancakes. It was better than pancakes because you had the crumbly How texture. How poor do you have to be to need a downgrade on pancakes? <laughs> You're not, you didn't grow up that poor. There always seemed to be cornbread in the house. And it was yeah. one of those things where if we had cornbread for dinner, then the next morning... So I, I, I will give the caveat that at dinner, we didn't do it with the butter and the maple syrup. Like It was just okay, maybe... So- just, just butter. Just butter. Because like you said, it was hot out of the oven. Yeah. Because we had just made it. My mom had just made it. If we had a dinner with cornbread, butter. But in the morning, we all looked forward to breakfast, which was the maple syrup. syrup. But it wasn't necessarily like grade B oh, come amber on. syrup. I it didn't wasn't even like know. straight up maple I sap. didn't even know that existed until... It was... You know, it was Mrs. Butterworth. Oh yeah, yeah. Or the even cheaper version of 
Mrs. Butterworth. Like the like the store brand. The generic. The yeah. store brand yeah. high fructose corn syrup in a plastic jug. Absolutely. Brown sugar. Just but brown not, sugar. But not water. brown sugar. No, no. Brown syrup water. Brown colored yeah. corn syrup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and in my house it didn't matter if it was breakfast or dinner. Even at dinner, slice it in half. I'm with you. Country crock. I'm with you because we grew up in the 80s and butter was bad and trans fats were good. Right. And now butter is good and trans fats are bad. Right. Could you imagine putting a scoop of country crock in your coffee? (laughs) No. And yet, I'll slice off a tablespoon of Kerrygold and put it in my coffee. Yeah. You know, once or twice a week. Because that's just normal now. With with coconut oil. (laughs) Anyway. Later it became, I can't believe it's not butter. Right. Because that was, that was high class. Yes. Country crock was for inbreeders, <laughs> you know, and, and... I feel like, I feel like my mom wanted the country crock tub because it created storage it for everything so else. Big. You could so, put potato salad in there. Exactly. Our fridge had six country crock tubs <laughs> in it, and one of them had margarine in it. Yes. The other five had mashed potatoes from last night, the yep. gravy from the mashed potatoes last night, yep. maybe some broccoli or vegetables or whatever, sure. and maybe even, you know, some other right. whatever leftovers. Right. So you had to look, you had to hunt for the margarine I'm curious if this is Saturday a universal morning. thing. Is this all mothers from the 80s used every plastic tub as I containers. Gotta think, I gotta think a mid, maybe Midwest. Our, Is that our a Midwest mid, thing? Our Midwest listeners our are gonna Midwest relate to this. Midwest roots are showing. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I'm with you. So, but we never use syrup. I have never, to this day, had cornbread with syrup. But we always put honey. Yeah. See, we even at dinner, and it wasn't real honey. It was the honey from the bear. Yes. It was oh, the plastic it was always, bear. Always the bear. With the little red dunce cap. <laughs> it wasn't even fancy, honey. It was always the bear. It was always the bear. And how about when that became like hard sugar? Like if it went bad up in the cabinet? Did you ever have that go bad? Or I don't you? know that we ever let yeah, it go see, bad. We didn't go through enough know, honey. You know that you can just stick that in a... Pot of warm water, water, and it will like reconstitute. Yeah, I I guess we weren't that poor because we <laughs> just we just realized that it was better to just buy another thirty five cent bear than it look, was to just look, son. <laughs> we don't have two dollars and forty nine cents for a new bear. That was never that much. You better dip it in warm water. That's where my house was. We were putting it in warm water. <laughs> oh, geez. I actually don't know if my I actually don't know if my parents ever did that. I have done that. Oh, when, I've done when it. When we yeah. go to the farmers market and spend eighteen dollars yeah. on fucking honey, clover honey or something, and yeah. then it hardens up three days later. I'm like, you better stick that yeah. in a tub of hot water. <laughs> yeah. No, you're gonna. Yeah. Stretch that out till it's until it's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, good times. Are, what are we? Are right. we going to do any more of this? Or are we closing this out? What are we doing? I think we're about done. That was a stupid yeah. tangent. <laughs> we we might just cut that out. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Oh man, this has been fun. 
All right. So, all right. That about wraps it up for us. We want to thank you guys for listening. We want to ask you to keep listening, to follow and subscribe and rate and review. Five stars. Five stars, baby. I, I always want to say if it's not five stars, fill out this card and tell us how we can improve. But I... I really don't want your opinion. No. I we, just want your five stars. We just reviews. want your five stars. Yeah, right. I mean, we've got enough friends out there. We've got enough people out there that love us. Yeah. Give us a five star, please. The algorithms matter. That statistics, yes. the math, it matters, yes. right? So we are on Instagram <laughs> and we got a Facebook group at Whiskey Tequila Fridays Podcast. Huh? We, we want to thank Joby at Forsha Creek for our wonderful music, pre and post. Listen to his podcast. Check him out. He's awesome. We ask that you drink responsibly. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Cheers. Happy Friday, Matt. Happy Friday, Drew. Oh, we appreciate y'all hanging. But now it's time to go. Come on back for more whiskey to key the Friday show. Are you recording? Yep. <laughs> what the hell? What's wrong? What's wrong with you? Are you not prepared? Dude, I filled that glass so much <laughs> that it sounded like a ding. It's like a <laughs> you know, it's like It's not gonna it's, work. It's going real, 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 real. Try to try to tap. Here, you should try to tap the. Uh, Just tap it in. Just tap, tap it, it in. in. That's it. Yeah. That's All right. One. Do that one. All right. We're, we're on. Hot, we, hot mics. We are okay. hot mic. All right.